Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Strong Christian Female Podcast. I'm your host, Charity, and this is a community of women who want to be warriors for Jesus Christ. We are kicking off the desire to be comfortable and embracing a wholehearted abandonment to Him alone. Not through legalism, not through works, but through His grace and mercy. We're going to overcome the lies of this culture and replace them with the eternal truth of God's Word. So. Whether you're a student, a stay-at-home mom, a grandma, an entrepreneur, whether you're new to the walk of Christianity, or a veteran spiritual warrior, you are welcome here. Let's get started. Welcome to Strong Christian Female. This is Charity. Wow, it is a crazy week out there, you guys. So we are here to root ourselves in the Word. I just find sometimes I'm not motivated to get in the Word And I know you probably feel the same way a lot of times, especially with all that's going on. But the word is what gives us hope. God knows everything that's happening right now in history. He knows our doubts. He knows our fears. He even knows when we don't want to trust him or when we're upset with him. And that that's okay. I think we should be concerned less with what our insecurities are than what his security gives us. So we need to just trust him. But even when we aren't really trusting him, even on in days when we are questioning things, even questioning his existence, some people may be wrestling through faith right now. I hope you realize that doesn't make you a bad person. However, my hope is also that you would spend more time with the Lord and say, God, help me see the world the way you see it. Help me be compassionate to people. Help me see your beauty. And if you live in a city drive away and get in the country, go for a walk, be outside, spend time in his word, get away from technology, from screens, even if you know, you're know you not watching anything bad, just get away. <laughs> you know, I don't know what will be in heaven, but I know our smartphones won't be. But humans will be there. Beauty will be there. So seek the things that God prioritized in the world. I think God has often convicted me of what did I create to be here? Yes, man has created things and sometimes he's created beautiful things with God in mind even. But what did God create for us to enjoy and love? We need to spend more time with those things to really root us. Today we're going to be talking about just this idea of realigning our priorities. So let's get started. Every Christian should be able to give an account of why He is a Christian. D. Martin Lloyd-Jones. Has anyone ever asked you, why are you a Christian? It's a humbling question in some ways. Answering the why of your faith can be harder than answering the what. So to take it a step further, ask yourself, what do you know about Christianity that has led you to be a follower of Christ? Now, if you can answer these questions, take a moment to ask a couple of more. First, what are you doing to follow Christ every day? And what distractions are keeping you from truly loving those around you and serving him? When we stop and ask hard questions, we often expose things in our lives we may or may not want to see. Habits, distractions, lack of effort. But is that the life we want to be living for Jesus? If not, how can we go about doing a reset in our own lives and being more honoring to God? What most Christians in the U.S. need is a realignment of priorities. So often many of us live our lives as Christians seeing nothing but a set of rules. And we think that if we follow all the rules, we're going to do a relatively good job of following Jesus. Or perhaps you've been set free from this rule-following trap that many Christians fall into. Maybe your relationship with God is based more on his love for you and how much he loves you. 
So much, in fact, that you may believe his rules don't really apply to you. Because, well, you know, rules can be legalistic or religious, and Jesus is all about relationship, which is true. But the relationship you have with Jesus isn't meant to be lived without boundaries. True love is not emotional. It's found in action. It requires a give-give relationship as opposed to a give-take relationship so often represented in our culture today. And unless you realize all that Christ has given you, you may be apt to not recognize your end of the giving can never possibly be reached. True love is sacrifice. Christ's sacrifice came by way of his death on the cross to save us from sin and damnation. He laid his life down so that we can be united with God in heaven for all eternity when we die. But what have we done to sacrifice for him? Are we willing to exchange our ideas for our lives for his? Are we willing to literally, emotionally, and mentally lay down our lives at the foot of the cross and seek what he wants for us, which is better than most of us could come up with anyway? In truth, most American Christians need a shift in thinking entirely. Many of us need to stop looking at our list of rules, often man-made or self-made, and thinking that if we simply keep those rules, God will love us. Some need to seek his ways for our lives through relationship rather than requirements. Others of us need to recognize that part of the grace God has given us through Jesus is freedom from sin and a call to holiness. Instead of walking as close to the edge of sin or cultural acceptance as possible, we must seek to only want God's best for our lives, exercising his agape love and purity of heart. In order to really do this, we must stop limiting God to a set of rules or a free-for-all sugar daddy. We must begin to realize that we are meant to follow Jesus wherever he leads you to go. So, why do so many Christians miss the truth of what it means to follow Jesus? Why do we flounder so easily? One challenge is that our world is full of distractions and constant marketing. The world wants to see everything else is more important. But the Bible is very clear on this. God is to be the center of our world, not just the world he created. In Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you should talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lay down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Now, this was repeated by Jesus in the New Testament when a lawyer asked, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law? And Jesus said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 40. Now, Mark twelve thirty adds on one more layer saying, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. So there's four parts to what we need to seek God with. Our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength. Not just our money or what we watch on TV. All of what makes us who we are and what we do is what we're supposed to be seeking Jesus with. The very essence of our lives is to be centered around God. What we desire, who we love, what we think about or consume mentally, what we work toward, all of it. Now, that's the key to being a true follower of Christ. God doesn't want you to follow the rules. He wants you to follow him. He doesn't want your time, your money, your stuff. He wants all of you, you. And if you give him all of you and seek him alone, all the rest 
will come along with it. Following Jesus is not an obligatory life full of to-dos. It's a surrendering of your whole self in all that you do and all that you desire. Now, Francis Chan put it this way, the Christian faith is not about setting up some ideal of perfect behavior, but of connecting with God humbly, listening to him, letting him reorder our priorities, and living out his passion for the needy. Our faith in Christ changes us. A true faith, a living faith, has the natural overworking of good works. And good works, no matter how good, can't produce authentic faith. Faith is always a gift, and it is never earned. Friends, we need a living faith, not a dormant list of to-dos, not hollow words of guilt, and certainly not what the world defines as freedom, which usually looks like a self-destructive path to disaster. We need to carve out our relationship with the living God and have him breathe life into every area of our lives. We must allow the Holy Spirit to kill off the yearnings of our rebellious nature and seek his holy ways above all selfish or culturally accepted desires. One way to go about doing this is to realize that in this world, there is a 100% chance we are all going to die. No one is excluded from that. Following our death, our spirit will pass into the rest of eternity. That part of our eternity will be spent somewhere else. And where we will be is up to the decisions and choices we make as humans now. It is in these decisions that we will either plant seeds of regret, rebellion, dishonesty, pride, and for some, demonic activity. Or it is in these decisions that we will plant seeds of chosen love, intentional relationship, joy, loving honesty, forgiveness, and truth. In either case, our decisions will be a mirror to the God we serve, either the God of this world or our Heavenly Father. And these decisions, with their domino effect of consequences, will weave a tapestry that will become our legacy. And what will your destiny be? What legacy will you leave behind? Will people remember the savvy marketer you were or the number of Instagram followers you have? Or will people know you as a person who led their grandma to Christ and changed the course of their entire family? Will you be known as a loving, honest person who helped change a community? Or will you be known as a person who simply blended into the crowd and made everyone not mad? Will you be known as a devout parent, loving brother, compassionate sister, giving friend, and follower of Jesus? Or will you be known as one that was full of anger and hate and spewed political, divisive rhetoric in order to seem relevant to the world around you? No matter what you choose, you will either be known by God or unknown by Him. You will be known as one who loved Him and obeyed His commands, or one He doesn't know who sought earthly gain. In any case, your life will pass, you will breathe your final breath, and you will leave this earth. And that is why we must slough off the cultural lies we have brought into our lives, our families, and the church. We must choose to love with passion, honesty, and accountability. We must no longer use the excuse of tolerance or choice to stay silent and allow sin to permeate the people who are called to be the bride of Christ. So this week, ask yourself if you're ready to get rid of the lies which you may have allowed into your mind and in your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to expose things in your life that need to change. It does none of us any good to see sins in others while still living in sin ourselves. Nor does it do others good for us to think that we have no right to tell fellow Christians they are allowing cultural opinion to guide their lives rather than the Word of God. Our lack of conviction and obedience is an epidemic that Christ gave a cure for over 2,000 years ago. All we need to do is enact it in our lives. Okay, ladies, you noticed as I was reading, man, I mentioned to-do lists quite a bit in there. Um, Maybe it's something I 
I realize might be a little personal, but that, but that ending is true. We need to spend time and say, God, what about me? Where in my life can I make adjustments? Where in my life am I keeping you out? This isn't something we haven't talked about. In the book I wrote, this is at the very beginning of it, but I think it's something that we've got to really focus in on. As the world seems to be going crazy right now, where is the Holy Spirit in our own lives And is he asking us to pray? Is he waking us up and saying, pray for this person? The more we invite him and make him a priority, the more he's going to beckon us to do things. And some of those things we're not going to be comfortable doing. There are people in our our lives who have rejected us. There are people whose policies we do not like and do not align with the word of God. But is God calling us to pray? Pray for people who are in our world, outside our world, beyond our reach, within our reach. Is Right now, are we being called to pray for Israel? They are literally being attacked right now and they are not going to back down Israel Israel man if any if anything they have got tenacity on their side and we need to be praying for the people of Israel not only for Jewish people who are God's chosen people but for the country of Israel that God founded see God founded Israel right that was a country that was founded by God America is a country founded by people for God that's why we're sister countries we prioritize God the living God Yahweh as our world and they are not outside the realm of God's love they are they are the Israel, they are the Jewish people and the Jewish people and Christians are linked to the same God yes we recognize Jesus as the Messiah and many of them do not some of them do they're still Jewish but they're messianic Jews who recognize that Christ as a Messiah. But regardless of that, we are united with them and we are to stand by them if by no other way through prayer. So we are excited to say that God is good all the time, but are we following him or are we following our own ideas and preconceived notions? It's getting harder, you guys, to ignore the noise, except to just genuinely turn off the noise. But even I struggle to get in the word. I, I I digest information audibly easier than I do written word. It's silly because I love reading the word. And yet often I will listen to a, you know, a podcast and think that I've spent time with Jesus and I haven't, even if it's all good stuff, even if it's a sermon, even if it's a teaching on, you know, uh, Genesis. But am I reading the word and allowing the Holy Spirit to nourish me? to minister to me, to talk to me, to just me, without anyone else's voice but his in the room? And the answer to that is not as much as I should. So I'm not telling you to do something because I'm so amazing at it. I'm telling you to do something because I know we should be doing it. And if you struggle to read, I have a friend, she literally um, is, is taking medicine that challenges her to read. I also know people who are dyslexic. Listen to the Bible as an audible book it's actually free um on several locations and there's one that's being read that's read by this lovely englishman and i enjoy listening to that one but just play it over and over just have the word going or just be in silence before the lord and pray and spend time with him i don't spend nearly as much time with him as i wish i did and i don't spend no time with him but but how much time are we spending how much time are we sitting and i know if you've got little kids or, or a very demanding job, or lots going on. We need to stop so many activities if that's really the problem. If our excuse for not spending time with God is because we're involved in too many activities, knock off some activities. But I have a feeling most of the time it's just not ingrained in us yet. But the time is shifting eternally 
and in our history on earth. And something is coming and God is preparing his people. And I want to be the people who are prepared for the battle. And I do know that Jesus wins. And I do know that God is a conqueror. But I am not going to lay dormant and expect my government to take care of me. My God takes care of me. But I want to know what he's telling me to do at all times because he is my commander. He is the one I have an authority. I do not worship any man. I only worship my Jesus. But I want to hear his voice so clearly that I know exactly what he needs me to do. And I trust and know that so many women are, are in that same position. So Jesus... We come before you today, and whether it is our words of doubt, whether it is our words of carnality, whether it is even the language we use, we ask that we put our words, our habits, our money, our home, our families, our church life, our activities, our job, we lay it all before you, and we say, God, all of it is yours. You have died on the cross for us. This is a give give, give. You have given us eternal salvation. You have reunited us with God the Father because of your taking on sin and death on the cross, bearing our shame so we can live forever in eternity. There is nothing we could ever give you that will ever pay that debt. Nothing, no money, no job, nothing, no dreams, nothing. You have given us more than we could ask, more than we deserve. So we give back to you everything we have and we say it's yours, Jesus. Use us for the glory of God alone. Yes, we want to be more than conquerors. Yes, we are often called to leadership. Yes, we are called to be good mothers, good wives, good stewards. Yes, some of us are called to to run companies, but we do it for your glory, not our own. We do it for your glory. And the moment it becomes about us, Lord, we want your Holy Spirit to convict our heart and realign our priorities back to you. Jesus, we love you. We want to be with you more and more each day. Help us, God, sift through what is not of you and get rid of it. And help us, Jesus, take ownership of our decisions. Repent if we need to. And Lord, it says that you separate our sin from your mind as far as the east is from the west. You will not hold it against us. We thank you again for that. That is another give that you've given us that we can never pay back. Jesus, we want more of you every day. More, 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 more. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful week and have a wonderful week. I am going to do some human trafficking stuff next week. I know I keep saying I'm going to, but I really am going to. I had planned on it being sooner. In fact, this podcast. But um, it is going to be the next one and it'll be it'll be very informative. So come ready to learn. Tell your friends about it when it comes out. It is very important. It's for just how to continue to protect the kids in your own life. So thank you for being here. I will see you soon.